Thank you for tuning in to Quality Violence Cinema. We have the director of Ravage Nation here, uh, Michael Monsantos. Uh, thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah. No, thank you for uh, getting the opportunity. I uh, I heard it from uh, with Phil Herman, or Phil Herman, which is uh, really cool. He's been reaching out, and it's cool that he kind of does that and gives opportunities to a lot of people to do interviews. Yeah. Yeah, Phil's a great guy. I love Phil Herman. Uh, really cool guy. He's uh producer on uh my movies right now so he's helping me out and i'm helping him out i'm an executive producer on one of his films that's coming up as well how'd you guys originally get connected uh via social media uh facebook etc we've never met uh in person and uh he's on the east coast i'm out here now and uh we got through uh mutual friends and uh, him and uh, another friend of his um, SCFAC Bar had their own uh, company, their own entertainment company, and their own channel and things like that. And I got to meet SCF out here and um, at the AFM and uh, talking to him for about two hours. And then they put me on their uh, network and you could watch The Butcher at the time. That was the movie I was plugging. And uh, it was on there for a while. And then they also helped me launch it onto um amazon so amazon prime so that was pretty cool and mm -hmm. then uh about a year or so later after that that their channel um avail entertainment avail films was um null and void and so now asif is doing his own directing of movies and i'm doing mine but we're still in touch with each other and uh phil has been fantastic with me so you know, it's great how these things work out. Yeah. You know, you never you never meet a person, but you know the guy for about three to four years. Yeah. <laughs> Just via social media. Yeah. So that's 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 pretty cool. No, yeah. I'm having just Instagram has definitely like opened up some things for me. It right. seems to be like the better um thing for me for sure for getting stuff. Right, yeah. Um, so being a lockdown, did that inspire Ravage? It did. Yeah, uh, it it was born from uh, the pandemic. Uh, Ravage uh, was going to be a little short. Um, I was getting antsy. I always like writing and creating and try to do a little something. And uh, I started it off uh, with one particular actor, and it was going to be a 30-minute short. Phil said, no, feature film. Got it, blah, 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 some setbacks. Uh, fired the actor. Um Actually, I fired a couple of actors until yeah. I found the until I found the right the right guy that gelled with me, which was Jake uh, Scazzaro, and uh, he's in Ravage Ravage Nation, and I'm working on a new film right now called Carnivore, um, so he's going to be in that as well. Um, yeah, so basically, it it, uh, it started with the uh, COVID nineteen. And so the opening of it, the movie's in black and white. It opens in uh, in color, and then it be. I'm sorry, it opens in black and white, and then becomes color later on. Uh, kind of like the Wizard of Oz. Uh, people are getting sick. They're uh, at restaurants. They're talk. They're touching elevator knobs, doorknobs, etc. Kind of like I wanted it to be uh, Soderbergh's uh, Contagion. If you're familiar with that movie yeah. and uh, how we all, you know, interrelate with that. It was uh, ahead of its time with COVID. 
And then I decided to have World War Three happen in the year 2020, uh, 2023. And then it became an I am legend. This guy thinks he's the only survivor left, hasn't met anybody in about 12 to 15 years, goes uh, stir crazy, starts talking to people, imagining things, and uh, living his life. And then slowly it starts unraveling that there is other life forms, another life person, a human being, etc. And uh, that was that was how Ravage was born. And then I took it a step further with Ravage Nation. Um, Ravage uh, was in the year 2023 by the time he was by himself after the World War Three happened. So now this is 2036. Um, it opens with a scene from 2023 and then it becomes 2036. Um, and this guy has seven personalities yeah <laughs> uh yeah the, like being, the, being isolated for way too long you know right yeah 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 so um <laughs> I, I touched upon it a little bit at ravage and then decided to bring it out more in ravage nation um you got to make it a little bit more interesting mm -hmm. so i did uh, i did kind of like a split uh you know thing in there and i put that in there and um in this one, uh, mothers, pregnant mothers, uh, gave birth to uh, hybrids and mutations and creatures. There was a CV5 virus that uh, emanated from COVID-19 mm -hmm. because of all the, uh, the vaccinations that we've been going through and having to take all these booster shots. Mm -hmm. that's, the, that's the word I'm looking for. And so I created the CV5 virus out of that. It mutated from all those different strains. And uh, so does he, guy... does he still have the doll? Yeah, Marv is in the movie. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm in the movie. Uh, I have a, a couple, two little uh, cameos in it. I even talked to Marv. Um, <laughs> I'm, his, I'm his imaginary friend in the movie. Um. And yeah, I even talked to Marv, so Marv's pretty cool. That's funny. Uh, so how did COVID affect your life as a server and trying to make the film? Jesus. I mean, um, you know, I was working at Marciano's. Uh, I'm no longer there. They just closed. Yeah, the, one at the, yeah. the one at the Grove. The one at the Grove. Uh, Caruso didn't want to sign our lease. Um, so anyhow, um, it was interesting because there was no indoor dining outdoor only we had a mess of tables in the patio that was only 16 about three or four servers came back the first time after lockdown me and two or three others um shield mask gloves mm -hmm. so you know you're just yeah I was, you know, I'm, I was the first yeah. run too i, I get you i was a server and we i locked out because we had a back patio and we were able to have like 20 tables so kind of right yeah yeah, yeah i was one of the few that were able to come back you know, pretty quick. But. Right. And then the second one, we came back. And then the second lockdown, the day before Thanksgiving, that Wednesday, we had 2,000 covers at the restaurant. They're very busy during Thanksgiving because they have a preset menu. It's a family style only. Mm -hmm. And so the next day, everybody was taking their food to go and cars and, you know, all that kind of stuff. I was like, great, thanks a lot. You just screwed the servers out of 
<laughs> great fucking money. Yeah, a lot so, of people would do yeah. to go stuff, and uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it kind of made sense though. I mean, at the time, it's your at, correct. At the time, you know, hindsight, you know, now we know what we went through and everything like that. So, um, yeah, I mean, it was it was pretty scary. Um, we filmed Ravage at the tail end, uh, the middle to the tail end of the uh, you know the COVID thing. While it was not at its peak. Uh, we still had masks on and filming, you know, that kind of way, um, distancing ourselves from everybody. And, uh, you know, and then it just, you know, started getting better and better with the boosters and everything and, you know, stuff like that. So people getting on board, uh, doing things like that. Do you see yourself at all in the main character in Ravage? As Dean? Absolutely not. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not Dean. Well, I mean, I do have, personally, I do have 15 personalities going on right now, but, um, yeah, no, um, he's, he's always been a, a Dean has always, Dean Taylor, uh, modeled after the name of, uh, Heston's character in the Planet of the Apes. I wanted to do a Planet of the Ape kind of thing. Because mm -hmm. of this, the second half of Ravage, he's all by himself. He's at the L.A. River. Um, uh, maybe once or twice he branched out a little bit into Hollywood. But, um, yeah, and then in part two, it's strictly mountains, rivers, jungle. Uh, no no uh, civilization anywhere you know so uh that's how i wanted ravage nation to be you know there was no outside city no outside world um he's in doing his uh seven different personalities and um it was really cool with ravage nation because i wrote and we shot a seven minute uh uncut scene where he comes out and addresses his seven personalities and he has a conversation with all seven of them hmm. um jake uh scazzaro did that we did two takes the first time got screwed up only because a helicopter went by um he did the second take um seven minutes on cut weaving from a 10 year old boy to a proper british lady to joey fats from the uh, from brooklyn and he had props <coughs> and cigars and that's okay i love dogs i know he's in like every one of my episodes in some way uh, like, <laughs> i i have cat i have a cat now so uh, yeah. yeah so um yeah anyhow so he um really knocked that part out of the park for me um to do seven minutes of a uncut scene so it's pretty cool. I mean, they branch out on their own. They have their own, you know, uh, whether they're a killer or a this or a that or, you know, whatever. Uh, they torture the creatures and kill them and stuff like that. So um, it's doing great. I sent it out to 35 film festivals uh, mid-September. Uh, as of today, this morning, um, I got my eighth award in, uh, from another from another place in Los Angeles. 
and then I have another one coming in uh, from Tokyo. So we won a cut. We won twice in Rome at two different festivals. One that I my three previous films won at. Uh, I won Madrid at a new one. I won at the Hollywood Blood uh, Horror Film Festival. We won there three times before. So it's off to a pretty good start. It's got eight, so I can't complain about that. Yeah, that's really cool. You know, so, yeah. So is Ravage Nation going to have the documentary feel like the beginning of Ravage? Ravage Nation's totally different. Um, It it, it starts off with a particular scene uh, that I took from Ravage, um, the scene where Dean and his wife, and she winds up losing her baby. Uh, that's at the beginning of the movie. That opens up the movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, then we go into uh, 2036. And um, it opens up that way. There's another little scene before the credits. And it explains there's a pregnant woman. You see her. And then there's a captioning, you know, and it explains COVID did this back in the day. It ravaged the world, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Now, today, the virus, and explains how the virus uh, mutated, and then it just takes, it starts off with one of the uh, personalities uh, that has somebody tied up to a tree in the forest, and uh, he tortures him and has his way with him and uh, cuts him with it, he chops him with an axe. So, uh, yeah, I had to put a, I had to put a lot of kills um, into this particular movie. I mean, I'm not opposed to it, but compared to Ravage, which only has one killing. Yeah. At the at end like, of the movie. But you look at Butcher, yeah. it's like, it's, there's tons of killing, you know? Yeah, the, I mean, the Butcher was straight on slasher movie. I did seven movies prior to that. I never released them. They were my film school. I got to learn about that because I was always in front of the camera. Um, did, you know, did lots of stuff. I was on Broadway in New York and did tons of movies and stuff like that. Um, so it was, you know, it's, it's pretty hard directing yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but I did have an, I did have a DP on that one. Uh, Ravage and Ravage Nation, I DP'd myself. Um, except for the two scenes in Ravage Nation, obviously, that I'm in. I had a friend of mine, uh, that's in the movie as well. Uh, Steve Natal, he did, um, special effects makeup and I, he has a part in the movie and um you know he, i let him do second unit uh filming on that mm-hmm. i met him on i met him on ravage actually and i got him by a fluke there was a there's a battle scene at the end of ravage uh it's a four minute uncut battle scene that goes on with one of the the bigger higher ups that are in uh in in the, in the mountains and uh, I had another guy that was supposed to be the king leader's assistant. The guy flaked on me at the last minute. And so I'm like, look, we have 40 extras. And I'm like looking at everybody. I'm like, you. And it was Steven. And so I upgraded him on the set. And then we've been friends ever since. So nice. it's about th- three years as well. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty loyal to my, to my friends. Um, if they, you know, they got to fit the bill, of course. But, uh, you know, I, I try to then use them in one capacity or another. So he's going to be in Carnivore as well. Um, yeah, so um, that's uh, that's uh, pretty much, yeah, how it became. So are the short segment, are your shorts, are they segments of the feature film or are they own own thing? 
I'm working on a series of shorts uh, based on the characters from both movies. Um, so, like, you know, Dean could have his own thing, and uh, I'm work. I'm writing one. I just started today um, about Achilles, the guy that's got the white grease paint on his, and uh, one he's one of the personalities. So I'm just trying to write um, a story about him. I don't think that'll be a short though. I, I'd like to do that one as a feature film. Um, I have Phil Herman. He's writing. I'm giving him a synopsis, and then he's going to film uh, a movie, and then somebody else is going to film a movie. And I, I'm just like trying to throw this out there and see if I could do a little vignette uh, kind of thing based on this world uh, of creatures and whatever that you know. Uh, became from COVID, was birthed by COVID, if you will. So I'm, I'm, I'm trying it. I'm trying that out, beside the, beside the feature films. Are the shorts going to be on any Blu-ray or DVD release? So... I don't know yet. I'm not, I, I, don't, I don't have any, any plans uh, you know, off the top of my head for that. Mm -hmm. I'm concentrating on the feature films right now. Mm -hmm. So what were your earlier shorts about? Um... I mean, I did other things besides, uh, you know, The Ravage. I did, uh, you know, other films. I did one called Slice, and uh, this little boy during Halloween uh, has a razor blade that comes out of an apple, stuff like that. That was a feature film, and then I did another one, uh, Mr. Rappaport Comes Calling, uh, about this guy that's infatuated with a celebrity, you know, a fan like that. That was a feature film. So, I mean, I've done other things, but I didn't think they were right. They weren't ready enough uh, for me to throw my hat into the uh, festival world. I thought it was right for The Butcher. Um, I always do test screenings uh, before. I have a home theater and a big screen. And so I have, I have about three or four different test screenings in my house. And... Um, Listen to feedback and, you know, if it's warranted or merited or if not, then I just go ahead and, you know, do it myself. So the butcher was ready. The butcher was the first one to go there. Um, it won 65 awards. It didn't win, obviously, all the festivals. You know, I would have <laughs> loved that. You know, you, you get rejected as well. But uh, for whatever reason. And uh, Ravage is about 40 or 45 awards. Uh, that didn't get too many. I mean, yeah, 40, 45 is a lot. But feedback I was getting, they loved the movie. I was trying to do a um, Planet of the Apey kind of thing, not have it so violent, uh, more on the acting and the story. Mm -hmm. And they were like, you need more killings. Mm -hmm. If you want to go up into the bigger horror cons and things like that, um, you know, I'm I'm all over the map. I'm in I'm in horror festivals. I'm in other festivals that have uh, you know categories for horror action or apocalyptic or whatever you you have you, but those aren't just outright horror festivals. So I'm in horror festivals now. So I'm starting to win in that realm. 
I had to go in there and put, I think there's at least eight or nine killings in Rabbit's Nation. Um, you know, I had to. No, I, I had I mean, to. The, the more that, like the butcher did, the more yeah. the violence. Uh, the butcher was a slasher. Carnivore that I'm working on right now. We started to film a little bit of it. More killings, cannibalism, slashery. I wanted to take a break from part three. There is a part three of Ravage, the series, uh, Ravage World Domination. I just needed a break from that particular world. And I just decided on doing something very fun, very, very slashery. Not that the other movies weren't fun, but they, they're of a certain specific. There's creatures, there's makeup, there's special effects stuff going on. And it's a, it's a lot of work. And when you're financing it all by yourself, um, I did have help uh, with Ravage Nation at the tail end. I didn't do a GoFundMe or Indiegogo, which to me, I tried that once and it was like crapola on a shingle. Um, I reached out to friends on Facebook and I had people that donated. Then I had people that really donated a lot of money. Um, and I was truly blessed with that. And then I had several perks out there. $500, you know, you could be have a role in the movie and be killed on screen. So I had a friend of mine, uh, Leora, uh, Leon, that's also a big uh, producer in that one and this movie. Um, so she took that one as well. So, I mean, I had people $25, $5, $10, dollars I had a friend of mine, $2,000, uh, that he was basically an extra in Ravage. And then I gave him a small part in Ravage Nation and uh, my friend Ray. And now, and then became a, be a big benefactor in helping me finish the movie. And now he's uh, an executive producer of carnivore okay. yeah i just want to i just quickly want to state that with carnivore it's in 4k my other movies were not in 4k they were in the 1080 i shot them all myself this one i'm letting somebody else uh because they got the 4k cameras they got the steady cams we're filming with drones and yes. i'm letting i'm letting somebody else doing the main editing uh you know obviously i get the feedback but i did the editing and I did soup to nuts in my other movies. So this is the first one where somebody else is going to have the headache of, <laughs> ed of editing. <coughs> Excuse me, of editing. So yeah. it's a lot of fun, though. Uh, you know, we go out, we film, and, you know, we've been filming in Apple Valley. It's like 130 degrees. I go home and I just collapse. Before, <laughs> I'd have to import the footage that I, you know, want to make an assembly of what I shot. So yeah, I don't, I, I don't, I, yeah, I don't have to do that, so fuck it. <laughs> yeah, even on my show, sometimes it'd be nice to shoot off to an editor, but I do everything, so especially now. <laughs> yeah, I was, I'm was. i a big control freak that way, yeah. but yeah, so far it's doing good, so I can't complain. <laughs> what happened with Butcher 2, and are you eventually thinking of putting it out? Um, You know, I wrote a script for it, and like with everything else, you know, the sequels, um become bigger, more grandiose, takes more money, you know, things like that. And um, I ca I mean, I casted it and everything like that. I was going to start it and I'm like, eh. So I was just getting other ideas, you know, and then you just, you know, you have tons of ideas of things you want to do. There's not enough time, not enough money. 
Um, so you're just like throwing stuff to the wall and seeing what sticks. Um, I'll do it eventually, but not right now. You know, I, I, I wrote a script as well uh, that I sent out to film festivals. I didn't even know that you can submit a film and it won like 11 awards. Um, it was called Amityville Legend. Uh, the difference between that and the other schlocky movies that are out there, uh, people are just using those because it's got a public domain. Mm -hmm. So they're making schlocky B-shit movies, whether it's Amityville Shark, Amityville in Space, Amityville Possessed. You know, it's like, really? Come on. But uh, mine takes place um, a year before the um, Traveos. Uh, you know, and before, obviously, before the Lutzes. So mine's that venue. Mine's that way. Um, I was going to film that. Uh, Jake was going to be the main son in that movie. And um, again, it's just, you know, it's funding. I need, I'm not going to make a film like that for only 25, 50K, 75K. You need at least 100, $150,000. Because there's lots of great things and special effects. You want to do it the right way. I don't like doing I'm, You know, that's fine for what every, everybody wants to do. I'm not here to make fun or degrade anybody's movie or whatever it is. We all have our own thing. I'm just not into schlock. Mm -hmm. I don't take my friends, my aunt. You know, we film in a garage and let's go make a movie. Mickey Rooney and, you know. It's not that I'm not that way. I, I hire professional actors. I pay people. Um, you know, everybody's paid. Whether whatever your part is in the crew, you're paid. You're not just doing me a favor by being in my film, and I'm just feeding you a uh, feeding you a subway sandwich. Um, that's fine. However, everybody can get to you know we're all on the same journey. Mm -hmm. We're just taking taking different boats to get there. That's not my thing. Um, I don't want my name attached to what I personally feel is garbage or schlock or lesser than what I'm able to do. Like you know, yeah. I, I don't have time for that. If you're 20 years old, you have time for that. I'm not 20 years old. Um, you know, and that's great. You know, I everybody should. My first seven movies, trust me, they were not great. You know, but you live and you learn. And that that's my film school. I taught myself how to write, how to edit, how to score, how to DP, how to do lighting. I read and, you know, I watch tutorials. And, you know, I just absorb. I'm a sponge. And I watch from the professionals. Um, and some people I have waited on at another restaurant called The Silver Spoon. I'm, that's how I met Quentin Tarantino and Eli Roth and Robert Rodriguez. And, you know, it, you know, I'm like a sponge. You ask and ask and ask and ask. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, that's how I learn. Um, if I don't go, you know, to spend whatever on a film school. You know, some, a lot of people, Quentin went to film, he says. He didn't go to film school. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm, I'm that way. I was learning. And uh, I made a shitload of mistakes. But again, you know, I didn't want that work out there. I feel you get one calling card. And I don't want anything perceived 
as being very amateurish. I try not to make my films that way. Um, the mailman came back. What was it UPS? <laughs> Squirrel, um, probably. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, I mean, but that—that's me. You know, that's not. It doesn't work for everybody else. Um, you know, like I said, I'm not here to throw garbage on anybody's work. I'm just. That's just not me. I'm not that guy. Mm -hmm. So, are there scripts that you um, that you have that you just need the bigger budget? Yeah, you know, um, right now, you know, like I said, uh, I've been doing this all on a waiter's salary. <laughs> right now, I just so I'm out of work right now. So, I've been trying to get a job since Maggiano's closed, and. Um, Luckily, I have some other people that are on Carnivore that are producers, so they're putting their money into it right now, um, you know, and helping me out that way. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I did Indiegogo once or twice. I got some money, you know, but I didn't get what I needed. Um, you know, it, it, between having the COVID in the world and hard times that we're in and inflation and this i mean to some people five dollars is too much you know what i'm saying that's somebody's lunch mm -hmm. you know so i get it you know um so i have perks i sell things i have signed memorabilia uh things that i've collected over the years so i've had yard sales you know whatever you need to do um uh, to see your vision um you know, and when you, you you struggle like that and you start reaping the benefits and you're blessed and you're humbled and people are by you and they want to see you succeed and they want to help you, you know, it makes all of that, you know, worth, mm -hmm. you know, worth it all. You know, I'm struggling. I'm hungry. Um, it just wasn't thrown at me. You know, uh, Lionsgate didn't give me five million dollars. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So when you're when you're coming from the indie world and the guerrilla filmmaking world, um, you get a different. At least with me, I get a different uh, set of values mm -hmm. for filming. You know, for filming, it wasn't just handed to me on a silver plate. I'm not related to anybody. Nobody in my family is in the entertainment industry nobody writer actor but not nada just me um i've been an actor since i was eight and you know i've just been like struggling with this shit my entire life and decided to go behind the camera because technology and things changed in the world and today the smallest iphone or camera whatever you can go ahead and make a movie and there are no rules today. You don't need to have a huge crew to do stuff. There's digital things. There's, you know, lots of things out there. And there's different platforms, you know, to get your work out. Where today you would need 30, 40 people, film, film actual film. I don't think people know what film is. Um, you know, you, you're going to the store and taking your camera to have your pictures developed. Kids today don't know what the hell that is, you know, getting uh, your, your pictures back within 24 hours. But, uh, you know, filmmaking has come a long way. and it, It's great. It's a great time that we're in. 
but there's so much more competition. Yeah. Every sure. everybody wants to do a movie. Everybody. It's amazing. The competition. And you gotta when I read and listen to festivals that talk, and one guy was from New York and he said, I don't care, you got 4K, you got 8K. It's not the pixels that you have. There's lots of other factors. There's the sound. There's what it looks like. Um, you know, there's other factors that they vote on. You know, and it, you, you might have the most brilliant film, but your sound sucks. Mm -hmm. You know, um, and, you know, that's the, that, that's the thing. They all have their different ways and voting on a scale of one to ten or whatever it is. And people don't realize festivals take a lot of money to go enter into that festival. Sometimes I'm low. I'm laying out, say, fifty dollars or eighty dollars, but it's not until next year. Mm -hmm. I have a few where it's not until next October. Mm -hmm. So that money is in the festivals a year, you know, from now. Well, I'll get a result, and I may not even, you know, win. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so you know, you get a you get a um, a notification date um, that you got selected, and your movie is in the festival. Then it plays in the festival. Then it has an uh, event date, and then you find out if you got upgraded from being selected. So you can become a winner, a finalist, a semi-finalist, or an honorable mention. Mm -hmm. And uh, people don't realize that as well. People that are not in the industry and people that are not familiar with festivals. So, I mean, there's lots of festivals where, you know, okay, I got selected. And then all of a sudden, it just like, boom, the event date, I just won. My cat, my category won. I won best horror, best this, best that, you know, and it's like, holy shit, you know. And then it's like, it just helps to know that you're doing something right mm -hmm. and you seem to be going in the right direction you know the uh the world and the uh the vibe if you will and um all i believe in all that kind of stuff um is helping you on your journey and it's giving you the world around you is giving you nods here and there that hey you're doing a good job Mm -hmm. you, know, you seem to be you seem to be going in the right direction uh, how many festivals have you been part of um I, right now with ravage nation i'm in 35 uh ravage i want to say we were probably in about 60 or 70 and i won 40 or 45 mm -hmm. the butcher i won 65 and i want to say i was in a probably about 120 mm-hmm you know, well, now, obviously, I'm going back to the festivals that um, I won in. That doesn't necessarily guarantee me that they're going to love every bit of my work, but at least they're familiar with me. They're familiar with my work. Mm -hmm. um, and then it's great, man, from getting kudos from a place I've never even been before, Tokyo. Mm -hmm. Fuck, you know, Madrid, Madrid was my first one. Never entered in Madrid. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, uh, 
India, India loves me. They have a big film uh, festival thing in India. Italy loves me. I mean, I've won in, um, uh, I, I won in Russia. I won in uh, China. I, you know, I won a shitload in the United States. Don't get me wrong, but I love my international community as well. I love mm. international international film festivals. I mean, are like you know, brilliant. And mm-hmm. Korean, Korean movies, South Korea, you know, zombie kind. They they know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Trust me. You know, and then we got to go and we have to redo it, and then we make it look like shit. <laughs> Leave the movie the way it's supposed to be. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. the movie, you know, Good Night, Mommy, brilliant movie. I don't know if you if you've seen it. You must. And then they had to redo it. Okay, a we know the outcome of the movie. Hello. There's no surprise. <laughs> There's no fuck. You didn't do something new. You didn't make it a twist. So you copied the same fucking movie, but in English. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Kind of like, kind of like funny games. Yeah, you threw Naomi Watts in there, which I love, but you know, yeah, we know what the movie is. Yeah. Have you had any thoughts of doing a TV series? I won't say no. Um, I don't know. I love movies too much. I'm, I'm, as you can tell, I'm a very movie nerdy, horror-y. Uh, it's not just horror. I mean, I love, you know, obviously Scorsese, Mean Streets and Goodfellas and The Godfather. The Godfather is my number one movie. I mean, that's my, that's my realm of people. Um, I just love the horror thing because it's like the 13, 14, 15 year old boy that was in the theater watching the Halloween and the Friday the 13th, I try to do practical makeup and special effects makeup in camera. Um, I'm not a big CGI guy. I think you should, in that world, horror, I think you should try to do the best and have a better team, whether it's a flesh wound or a cut or a this or a that. You know, uh, somebody breaking out, like, you know, uh, cabin fever, that kind of thing. Um, uh, yeah, I was the guy, that, oh, my God, look what they're, you know, Tom Sylvani and this guy and that guy. And all these are all the geniuses uh, that I grew up with. You know, the Joe Dantes and the Toby Hoopers, Mick Garris, and, and some of these people I, I, I know. Um, and I was just, like, amazed. Uh, by the work that they did back then, you know, mm-hmm. the 60s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 80s, you know, and then, uh, yeah, and then everybody started copying each other after Halloween, it was like, you know, but yeah, then everybody copied, it was like, yeah, okay, we did 500 million pieces of crap. Yeah, it's, and it's hard not to get people just tired of that genre if it just gets overused and overdone. Yeah, that's why, I mean, my new guys, I like Ari Aster, um, I, I saw Hereditary in the movie theater eight times. Um, then Midsummer that he did, I saw that like about four or five times. Uh, I think he's a great up-and-comer. Um, I like uh, Ty West, uh, where he's going right now. Um, you know, I love Barbarian. I thought that, I thought that was brilliant. Um I'm not into the uh, the clown movie, uh, the Terrifier stuff like that. 
Um, they got great marketing behind them. Yeah, I know people are running out of the movie theaters throwing up. They did that during The Exorcist. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, good for your marketing. I'm glad you're making tons of money. You know, again, that's not my cup of tea. But, um, yeah, there's, there's some great guys, you know, that are coming up now that are really impressed with their work. Mm-hmm. You know, so I I, I want to always get to the next level and I make my next movie better than the one before that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're only as good as your last movie. <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. So um, I take it very, very seriously. Um, you know, no, I mean, obviously there are moments of laughter and humor and good mm-hmm. times and, you know, things like that. I mean, on the set, I'm not like, you know, whipping anybody, you know, into a frenzy. But, I also uh, keep focus and, yeah. I only have, I only have one pet peeve on a movie set. Do not self-cut. I will murder you. On a set, I've had I've had actors do that. I'm like, you just had a perfectly great fucking take that I could have cut around, but you stopped because you forgot a line or you tripped. I could have used that. Mm-hmm. The character could the character could have it could have been a moment, and you just fucked it. Mm-hmm. So I mean, other than that, I mean, I always tell people, hey guys, just go with it. It's all good. Don't worry about anything. A, a, a costume piece falls off, a prop, something happens, there's a mishap. Whatever it is, just go with it. You know, you are that character. What would happen to you if that happened to you in real life? You're walking down the street, the wind comes and knocks your, your hat off your head, and you start running after it. Well, that's a gig. That's a gag. You mm-hmm. know, so, I mean, you know, something could happen with that. And so just don't don't be so self uh aware and don't self-cut. That's that's my only pet peeve. Other than that, I'm I'm a pussycat on set. You know, let's all do this and work hard together. We're all trying to achieve the same thing. Mm-hmm. We're all struggling. We're all here 10, 12, 15 hours. I'm, we've been Ravage Nation, there wasn't a day that we didn't get up at 4 30. Because you have to go to the mountains. We filmed in Sweetser Falls. We filmed in Escondido. That's two hours away, one hour away. Then you have to get the actors and everybody to be off on the same day. You know what I'm saying? So like Carnivore, we're filming in Apple Valley, two hours away from West Hollywood, where I live. And so some of us meet here. We all, you know, go together. Or some people, you know, can meet us there or whatnot. But um, yeah, I mean... You especially like in the mountains, you don't want to six o'clock in the morning, nobody bothers you, you know, and we don't have to go far. I did film at the waterfalls in both in both movies, but um go over just you go over to the side and occasionally, you know, people start jogging, people start walking, they see you, they don't bother you, you know, and stuff like that. It's all film guerrilla filmmaking. Nobody's asking for permits. Yeah. What, what, you know, what oh, everybody's, style, yes. everybody's got a handout for a permit. You know what I'm saying? You can film on the sidewalk, but don't step foot on my property because then you have to give me $500. Yeah, it's kind of ridiculous. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know <laughs> come on. 
Yeah. So, you know, you sneak the shots. You know, Larry Cohen was a very good friend of mine. And, you know, that's what he, you know, you're going outside. Okay, I, I did that. It was like a couple of years ago. There was a, a bunch of fire trucks in on my corner. And I just grabbed my camera. And I just started filming them because you can use that footage somewhere else. Yeah. You know, you get the free footage wherever you can. That free stock footage. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, it's, it's like... <laughs> Yeah, so that's, yeah, that's me. I'm I'm that guy. So that's funny. So tell us more about uh, Carnivore. Oh, I just actually finished the script on Halloween. Um, even though we were like shooting, we shot like things that I already wrote out. Um, it's about a film crew that goes to the mountains to make the ultimate horror film, and. Uh, that's all the synopsis I'm going to say on it. <laughs> there's, there's obviously this carnivore. So there's obviously uh, cannibalism uh, in the movie. There's a, a doomsday cult leader. Uh, they think the world is going to end. And there's twists after twist after twist. Nice. Yeah, I don't want you don't want to get into too much. So it's yeah, <laughs> it's 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 not what you think. Yeah, it is. It's not what you think it is. You nice, see exciting. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's really dope. It's really cool. So yeah, I mean, I finished the draft on uh, like ten o'clock uh, Monday night on Halloween. So uh, watching some horror films in the night. Just finished the last thirty pages and. That was it. So when are you expecting um, Ravage Nation to be released? I don't know. Uh, Phil and I are looking into distribution for it. Uh, you do have to leave it in film festivals for a while because they don't want public viewings. Uh, I will have a screening for it. I'm not going to call it a big L.A. premiere, but uh, there is a place where I, I had my other films uh, on La Brea, there's a, a theater, uh, acting workshop theater. They have a 200-inch screen. So I have some of my other movies show there. Um, yeah, you know, we're looking into into different distributors. I had Ravage and The Butcher back with a certain company that I had before. And this guy, I'm not going to mention his name, but it's been, you know, it's like, you know, the more I'm winning, the more the okay, yeah, I got this deal. I got the yeah, yeah I'm gonna get some blah blah. It's just blah, 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 blah. for six months. That's all I'm hearing. As mm -hmm. like, dude, come on. And then every time I I call him on, I'm like, okay, just give me my shit back. Oh no 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 no. But you know, oh, it's too violent. Some people, it's too violent. Too. It's a fucking horror movie, you idiot. <laughs> the fuck you think the Texas Chainsaw Massacre was? Snow White. <laughs> don't tell me that don't tell me there's people out there that are telling you it's too violent. That's the point. Ravage has only Ravage has only got one killing. <laughs> so don't tell me that. <laughs> I wasn't born yesterday. I'm giving him a little bit more leeway, and if nothing is done by the end of this week, I'm getting my shit back. But uh he does not have anything to do with Ravage Nation nor carnivore nor anything else that i decide to do mm. 
Uh, we'll see. People are either going to hang themselves or they're going to um, step up to the plate. And I'm kind of hoping this guy steps up to the plate and is true with what he's saying and not just another bullshit mouthpiece. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, well, hopefully gets, it gets pushed through soon. Yeah. Well, I'm kind of out of questions from here, unless you want to do any shout-outs to anything, or... Hey, guys! <laughs> now, you know, I, I, I just want to say, um... People should do whatever it takes um, to help their vision. Um, I'm not here to shit on anybody. I think that, um... Just do what's in your heart. Follow your heart. Be sincere. Stay grounded. Stay humble. I know a lot of people that have had little snacks of taste, you know, of success. And it's like, whoa, what last week you were, you know, and now you're this other person. Um, stay grounded. Do your own thing. Uh, don't ever let anybody tell you no, that you can't. I have people, you cannot do a black and white movie. People will not see a black and white movie. Ravage Nation is a black and white movie. Yes, It has the kill scenes have sprinkles of a red tint over them mm-hmm. for, for a reason. But the whole fucking movie is black and white. I've had people say... What's the matter with you? I'm like, why not? Mm -hmm. Why not love the Hitchcock and the universal monsters? And, you know, that's me. Why not be different? Everybody else is doing color. I'm doing black and white. Everybody doing 8K. I'm doing 1080 high definition. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So... That's good. It's gravy for everybody. It makes you stand out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, don't piss on my parade. You know what I'm saying? So have fun. Do what you guys need to do. Get your shit out there. Get it done. Win awards. Get distribution. (laughs) Do whatever you want, man. Just. But have a certain, I don't know, just be nice, I guess, is what what it boils down to. Be nice. Be nice. Well, with that said, keep kicking ass on those rewards, and yeah, hopefully it comes out soon. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks. Great talking to you.